0: You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of the Oz Network's coverage of Third Watch. We are now into the halfway point of season four. Can you believe it? It is the 11th episode. It first aired. On the Socks of January 2003, the first episode of 2003, it was written by Siobhan Byrne O'Connor and it was directed by T.R. Babu Sabramaniam. There's a name for you to try and Don't say. Don't ask. Um, great name. I'm going to name my kid T.R. Uh, but a good episode this week. Interesting one. My name is Ben and you think I want to hang out with your sorry ass? <laughs>
1: My name's Darville and I guess you can call me dumbass rookie. Okay, dumbass rookie, what's up? <laughs> well, apparently apparently uh I get too involved, too emotionally connected to the calls that I respond to.
0: Oh, right, okay. That's that's fair enough. I understand. Um, but can I just say to you, Darvel, right now, drop your glasses, shake your asses, face screwed up like you're having hot flashes, like you're having hot flashes. Which one? Pick one. This one, classic. Red from Blondie, yeah, bitch. I'm drastic. <laughs> <laughs> because guess what episode it is? It's Eve time. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, it's a good song. I really do like that song. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it really is. Can I tell you another song yeah, by was... her?
1: No. <laughs> can you? I can. T- um there are two or three others that I can think of off the top of my head. One is Who's That Girl? One is called Love is Blind mm. and another one is called Oh Gosh. I can't remember what a I can't remember what that other one what a, what that other one's called, but there's definitely another one by her that was pretty well known.
0: You're doing be- you're doing better than me. All I'm reading here is that uh this episode appearance came after let me blow your mind was a thing hence probably That's why they got special guest star eve like she was a thing back then uh she actually won the first ever grammy for best rap Slash sung collaboration for that song with gwen stefani and she's also been voted as the 48th greatest woman of the video era according to vh1 so that video
1: era, don't they still do music videos?
0: Uh, I don't know. Does VH1 even exist anymore? <laughs> it doesn't. Exist, yeah, it does. Doesn't exist it in does, Australia they, anymore.
1: I know we used to yeah, have it. it. It does. It does. But much like BET, VH1, and MTV, do not show music videos anymore.
0: Which is the dumbness of MTV—the fact that MTV now shows reality shows, and yet we still have a channel in yeah. Australia called MTV Music, which is therefore music television, music shouldn't MTV be MTV reality? And then they just keep music television as MTV.
1: MTV prefers to show things like Jersey whores. Now that's what I call it. It's, of course, as we know, it's called Jersey Shore, but I like to call it Jersey Horse.
0: Apparently, Eve is now officially a permanent co-host of The Talk. So there you go, I didn't know that. Anyway, we're here to talk about second chances, not about Eve's many second chances she's had in her career to still remain relevant. Uh Because, again, I've said this plenty of times in the last couple weeks, I like this episode, but Eve's in it, so we've got to get to her, I guess. So... <laughs> um we get a few things in our previously on uh there's tatiana there's emily there's doc there's Sully drinking and it kind of leads us straight into Sully getting a new apartment and he's got a new couch which is nice and he's paying eleven hundred dollars for 400 square feet a month
1: now well then in all fairness this is new york city which i mean that's what like 250 a week
0: uh, for an apartment in New York City, I'd do that. That's cheap to me. <laughs> but I guess I don't know. That's two thousand and three rental prices. It's probably not that cheap anymore. But oh, um,
1: oh no, these days yeah, it'd probably be like two thousand dollars or now, something. Maybe maybe even more than that.
0: Well, you can fill me in here as an as an American, and I don't know if you rent, you own your home. I don't know how you kind of live there, Darvell, but. They they mention the words like Davis. We rent. Well, Davis says I can help you paint it if you like. Are you allowed to paint apartments you rent in America? Because that to me is a weird concept.
1: Depends on the landlord. Right. Depends on who. Depends on who you're renting from. Some will allow it, some won't.
0: Because that's like a huge thing. Like again, I'm sure if we ask our landlord, but like, but you. No but one- you
1: have to go go ahead what what you have to do though is if you do if if you are allowed to paint if you if you are allowed to paint it you have to change it back to its you have to change it back to its original color uh When your lease is up or when you move out. See, that, that's
0: like mental to me because I think like here, like you could probably ask your landlord, but I don't think anyone ever rents a place in this country and goes, huh, I don't like the white, I'm going to paint it. Like to me, you rent apartment, you know that you're kind of just stuck with the colors of the wall. Like I would like to meet someone who's like, oh, I want to paint this wall. (laughs) Like I don't know. It just seems like a weird concept to me if you're renting. Uh, Yeah. I want to,
1: uh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah um landlord uh can i paint my can i paint my bedroom bright orange
0: (laughs) (laughs) i i just it's a weird thing but hey like sure if that's how they want to do it then go for it um so it's a kind of like, like davis is offering to help out a lot he's you know offering to drop a tv off and everything and Sully's pretty happy to be by by himself there and setting up in his new apartment. Um Then we've got... They're waiting for a new rookie because Taylor, remember her? She's been let back on the squad. So, therefore, they need someone to partner up somebody. So, they're waiting for a dumbass rookie. And, um, basically, we're going to meet even just a second. But I do kind of like the bickering here with Carlos, you know, when he says, like, oh you know some people would covet me as a partner um and then the way what does kim say like joey's more you're more juvenile than joey or something like that the way carlos turns around is like no you're more juvenile (laughs) just uh, yeah
1: illustrates her point
0: it's so good and then obviously doc kind of steps in and you know as we've said a few times now i'm just gonna look after a dumbass rookie and who shows up? Oh, it's that famous singer who hangs out with Gwen Stefani. Eve, yeah. Well, and
1: she, and she, she hears it too. And I can, I can tell that she obviously hears it because, I mean, I mean, she shows up and it's just silent and you're just like, awkward. She heard you, doc. The best, the best <laughs> bit about it though is kind of when they walk off and the
0: way kind of Carlos just looks and goes,
1: mm, like this, you know, typical Carlos. <laughs> I was going to say in fairness he does that he does that with every with every woman which I think
0: is important though because the little moments It's important to note that. With yeah, the little moments you get of Carlos in this episode where I mean they don't kind of go over the top with his you know sexual nature and sexist comments but just obviously it's going to play a big important role into this season about what's going to happen and this is kind of where I mentioned last week about how This episode does not work in 2018. Like, it's very rare that we talk about things being dated on Third Watch. But there is no way they are going to run a storyline in 2018 about a male, any sort of worker, who is outwardly sexist and treats women badly, who gets accused of sexual assault, and then basically make him be innocent at the end. Which, okay, he's innocent. We know he's innocent. We see what happens.
1: But... Like, there's no way they run this storyline in 2018. No, they they won't. Oh, never mind. I was gonna say I was gonna mention what ultimately happens to conclude the storyline, but I was like, no, don't spoil it.
0: Yeah, well, it's. I mean, I think kind of people can kind of imply from the way I just explained it what's going to happen, in the way kind of you said, and that's it's not the biggest storyline in the world. You know, we know kind of how it's going to play out, but like in in just the way society is this, right this now, d-
1: this day and a- this day and age, he would have to. He would have to be found. He would have to be found guilty. Yeah. The, the, no. 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 No less. They, they no would, what, less. They. The storyline would
0: be no. nowadays. It would oh. be Kim being assaulted, and like we know that she's being assaulted, and it would be the opposite. They would basically make it out that the guy's innocent and he's getting away with it, and then you know ultimately. You know, we get a, a a nice conclusion of that he gets found guilty. That's that's how this uh, would play a fa- out. Now. A,
1: fa- a fairy tale conclusion, yeah. In yeah. you know, other in other words, it just, yeah. it just would not
0: be on air today. But and I look, I'm not saying in any way that this shouldn't be a storyline. I think that it's the way of Carlos's character. This really kind of is almost a a calming... that kind
1: of thing was about It was going to happen. Yeah, eventually. Like, you're
0: absolutely right. Like this was bound to happen eventually, and I think kind of what it does for his character it kind of calms his character down after this like in some ways i don't think he's ever as bad as he is after everything happens in this storyline we're not even up to this storyline yet but like just the subtle little things that we're obviously having with carlos and you know the the little "Mm," and just things like that but yeah again not happening in 2018 um so this is where we get emily who a week ago was keen as Keen as mustard. I don't know if that's a saying you understand, but it's an Australian saying that people here would understand. Keen as mustard to go back to school. And now all of a sudden, the poor little doll's sick. That's, is that sexist for me to call her a doll? I don't know. The poor, poor little girl is sick. She wants to stay home. So, okay, fair enough. Yokos, meanwhile, is, um, you know, wanting to help her out. She's keen to make her a sandwich and soup and all that sort of stuff to make sure she's feeling better. To which, Emily drops the, great old sentence which of course you would ask your mother how many people have you killed <laughs> okay <laughs> pretty deep and meaningful question but the, the thing that kind of i always think is weird about this scene is the fact that yokus is here like oh yep yeah i'll make you say oh i'm late for work okay i gotta go by." like obviously it's to yeah get i really away from didn't York i really
1: didn't like i really didn't like that either well it's to get away from the York i really didn't like- but
0: still like emily's not stupid I mean, she is stupid, but that's just my opinion of her. But like it's it's I think in terms of her actual character, she's not mentally challenged. So she's smart enough to realise that her mum's stalling from this uh situation. But like it's a valid question, I guess. Like think about it, if your parents were cops.
1: Especially after you witness it.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly right. But like even before witnessing it, I'd be like, If my mum was a cop, like, hey Mum, how did killed? Like, I wanna know that, that'd be cool. Like, just, just out of curiosity. <laughs> and this is where I think I alluded to a few weeks ago. I would have actually liked to have remembered this was a question in an episode. Because ultimately, Yolkis is going to turn around and say, like, hey, I've killed three people. But do we actually ever see her on screen kill people before we saw her kill Cameron?
1: Uh, um, not directly. Oh. I mean, if if C- if Caesar from season one counts... She indirectly killed him, and we don't even know if he actually got killed. We just know that oh, he gets did, left and we do in know he died. We saw his territory. body the week
0: after. We do know he's dead. They, they oh. the crime scenes, there the week after. But I mean, that's a good point actually with Caesar because, she, I mean, the speech she gives about like I remember their names, I remember the circumstances, I do all this sort of stuff. Like, she doesn't include Caesar
1: in that. Like, if she's that caring, like, well, I think that's that may be because. Emily was asking, you know, have you ever killed anybody? In the sense that I think she was asking, have you ever shot anybody? Yeah, that's um, a good she point. wasn't. Whereas with Caesar, no, she didn't shoot him. She indirectly killed him. I'm just, if that makes sense.
0: I would love, like Bob, we love you. This is a part where you need to play a part, or you know, O'Keades. Like you guys are great out there. That you essentially always are giving us our things to correct our dumbness when we think of these things off the top of our head, but. I honestly can't even think of any moment up to this point where Yokus has killed anyone because...
1: Oh, wait, 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 wait. I just remembered one after this moment.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah, actually, so I. I, actually, I, I, I was I remember- just thinking of that, too. Yeah, we know she at least kills one more after this. Um, but I think
1: she kills two more. I think she kills one in 1013, and, which we will get to in a few weeks. Um, and I know... Wait, does that person die? I don't remember. Um, and we know she kills we know she kills donald man spoiler um <laughs> uh never mind but well by the time we get there maybe people will forget i mentioned that name i'm sorry all i think but... about
0: when you say she kills donald man is all i think about is how the hell we wind up like this <laughs> like as soon as that scene happens.
1: why weren't we able
0: yeah I just nickel starts so blaring out uh
1: <laughs> i do i do like i really it. <laughs> i i thought that i thought that was that song didn't really fit i yeah. don't think not like right after that but we'll talk about that the, the, the two like
0: most famous nickelback songs which have both been used in third watch like i you know i actually think they're decent songs but can I just point out, and we'll probably revisit this when we get to that sequence in season six, but all these fans of Kiss who are tuning into Third Watch, like, oh, Gene Simmons, here he is, Gene Simmons. The fact that they kill Gene Simmons off and playing Nickelback. Like, do you think that was like a bit of a middle finger to Kiss fans? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> could have been. Like, all these Kiss fans, like, oh my god, they killed Gene. How the who we want them? Of- oh, they're making it worse, they're playing Nickelback. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Uh anyway. Spoiler alert. If you know Donald Man dies, well, you do now. So, yes, uh, okay, yes, Bob. If you're listening, Um we know you're listening. You're only our two listeners. Hello to everyone else who doesn't listen. Um, has is killed anyone at this point? Is this continuously correct? That's not a sentence that makes sense, but I feel like it is, because I feel we cannot remember any time Yokos has, has even killed anybody else. So, yeah, that we've jumped ahead here. That's kind of, well, okay, let's cover the Emily stuff. <laughs> We don't need to talk about her anymore. Yay! <laughs>
1: yeah. Although I will say that 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 speech that speech that she gives at the end of it, um, I kind of thought it was kind of another. What was it you described it as in? Uh, oh God! In in Ladies' Day, the obligatory fake. Molly Price speech.
0: Yeah, it felt a bit forced, fake. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I see, I don't think it's as faked and forced as that, just because it, yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't think it's as bad. I I think it's more believable this time around, so,
1: um, yeah, but, I, just. It sounded to me like she had, like she had thought about it the whole day, written a response, and then, and then memorized it to give to Emily.
0: Essentially, kind of just, we're skimming over basically here, like, just to, to clarify what we're saying, because we're going to cover all the Emily stuff up here. You know, Oh mum, you know, how many people have you killed? We obviously get Yoko's kind of talking a little bit about this throughout the episode with, with Bosco and everyone, how do I handle this? And essentially she comes back home and says to Emily, like I've killed three people. I remember their names. I remember the circumstances. You know, I pull my gun out more times than I, you know, remember 95% of the time I don't ever shoot someone. And she's like, I pulled it out today, for example. And you just don't think about it. So, and then kind of the way Emily's just like, okay. And it's like, that's it. And, like, this this is where I have to say, because, like, the next time we're going to be talking about Emily, oh, it's fucking Snowblind, Woohoo! But, like, the thing that this is where I will complain more in two weeks, but this is what annoys me about this Emily situation. I said it during Ladies' Day. Like, this is where you end it, or you have this after Snowblind, because... Emily's kind of come to a conclusionary point here with her mother where the conflict should be ending right now because she respects her mum a little bit more now. She shouldn't be popping pills in a couple of weeks in a snow-filled car on a blizzard-filled New York day. All right? <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> stupid. So <laughs> this is where it should end, and we should be having happy Emily and Faith from this point
1: on. Yeah, I should have had Snowblind and all that before that. Although, how would that have worked? Oh, just don't even have it. <laughs>
0: Scott Williams, stupid, drunken, <laughs> nights running crap episodes of TV. Um. Anyway, two weeks' time. Yeah, let's talk about Emily. Okay, so we've gotten her out of the way. Um, <laughs> so, we now have... Um, the, the opening of a construction sort of situation that we're gonna have here. So, must be a New York thing, or it could be an American thing. I don't know, where obviously they have conflicts over union and non-union workers showing up to work. And here we have non-union workers who are showing up to work for cheaper, and we've got union people fighting and going off with them. So, boss, uh, Sully and Davis are here to kind of calm this situation down. And, uh, we sort of see this scaffolding, which let, let's be honest, from the minute we see it, we know that's going to collapse. It looks shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it looks terribly dangerous.
1: Um, and we get like, caught- yeah, but, and it didn't help that, it didn't help that the, whichever, whichever side it was, I can't remember if it was the union workers who were, Working on the non-union... Oh, yeah, it was the non-union ones that were working, I believe.
0: Yeah, the non-union workers were um, working. They're all apparently Irish. Apparently all the uh, non-union yeah. workers are from Ireland. Apparently they are. Yes, what's the
1: That was more Scottish. They are Irish.
0: <laughs> they are Irish. <laughs> the only way I can ever do an Irish accent if I say apparently- the following sentence, turd to tree a turd, oh, I'm from Ireland, oh, tiddly-dee-potatoes. <laughs> uh-
1: <laughs> but, um, I mean, what I was trying to say is that it didn't help... That's <laughs> the union workers were throwing rocks. Well, they're not at throwing them
0: this moment. Well, actually, they were kind of, weren't they? It's like, I always think that this is an episode that we get earlier on. I always, it's like, it feels like this happens pre season four for some reason, but it's been a while. I mean, I guess since Crash and Burn, really. So maybe, what, six, seven episodes since we've kind of had a full on emergency sort of thing like this. But what, this is one thing I like about this episode is that it kind of feels like a classic third watch episode. Because it we, does. Because we kind of have a big emergency in which we need all the services. We have a bit of comedy going on that kind of, you know, we've got a few things happening with, like, escape prisoners and everything. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel as though this is a bit of classic third watch going about this episode. So this is yeah. why I like... And
1: didn't you episode. say... Didn't you say... Um, you, you've said this before, too, that... Every season has that one episode where all the services are needed. Would you say that this is the episode for that in terms of season four? That's
0: probably Crash and Burn. Um, I think that you have that full-on major episode, um, and it's a tricky one. I'm just kind of scrolling through here that season four doesn't really have one. Um, If you had to call it, it probably would be Crash and Burn. Um... Because, let's see... I'm trying to remember what happens in Everybody Lies. Uh, oh, Um, no, no, that's... A car
1: accident, an an armoured car flips over, and the money goes missing.
0: I mean, yeah, no, that's kind of almost like the heart transplant episode, isn't it, where they're trying to get stuff back?
1: No, I think it's
0: more... Yeah, I would... Season 4 doesn't really have one. I think it's Crash and Burn, if you have to say. Um... But even then, that has a separate element because it's got obviously got Sully and Tatiana stuff going on separately. But, um, no, I wouldn't say it's this one just because it kind of it plays a small part. This is very similar to, um, again, this is where you're the episode man. The one where the, uh, the diner blows up with Taylor. Um, Act brave. Yeah. That's kind of what this reminds me of. That it's, it's a big part of the episode, but it's kind of not the overriding, like, whole episode, you know. Um, right. But it's kind of setting it up for what we've got here. and We've got this guy who calls Sully a jag off, uh, <laughs> which, yeah, it's, it's fun. And he gets all sooky when he doesn't want to, like, get arrested and shit. So, anyway, we've got Doc um, chatting out with Eve. Uh, we find out that she uh, worked in Afghanistan. Um, you know, she knows the protocol with things. So, kind of a bit of bonding moment there going on as well. Yeah. Um, this is where we've got Yokus and Bosco having a bit of a talk about families and that Bosco wasn't the Brady Bunch. And this is obviously where she's talking a little bit about Emily's question. Um, and then we just kind of have a random little scene of, uh, them saving a guy in the back of an ambulance and, um, Eve, who, who names a vet. Oh, they really thought long and hard about giving her a character name, didn't they? Um, yes, they really did save someone in the back and to which doc is just kind of like, it's a vet, right? Nice work um and then this is where we're back to the uh construction thing going on where we hear them yelling at each other there's a rat blown up rat and anything along those lines and um yeah it's just kind of a bit of conflict setting up we know what's going to happen eventually and this is where we get this is the thing i just don't get with this eve storyline right like It's kind of a lot in an episode for one character who we're never going to see again. Like, can we just ask the question? What is the point of this character? Like, take out of the equation that she is a Grammy Award winning rap superstar rated in the top 50 important women of the music video era, according to VH1. She is just like, this is just regular Joe Blow actor. Just think about that. What is the point of this character? There is no point. The exception that she's a celebrity, and that's maybe to sh-
1: maybe to show that maybe to show that not every first responder is capable of. I don't want to say controlling their emotions, but I can't think of a better way to put it. But
0: but like I understand that, but why not bring in somebody who's going to be on multiple arcs? Like, bring them in for multiple episodes. Or multiple
1: because, episodes.
0: Like, what, what is the sole purpose of this? They are one paramedic short. They need to bring someone in anyway. So, like, why just bring in a celebrity and just get it over done with? There was an episode of ER where there was a plane crash, and it was in Chicago that got and help, and it famously had Serena Williams in it. Now, it might have been her very first acting appearance, but she played, like, a crash survivor or something like that. Now, she was okay, like, you think about Serena Williams acting. She actually was pretty good. But, like, the good thing about her being in that episode is that it wasn't like, let's... Rem- promote this episode purely around the fact that serena williams is in this episode she was like a real blink and you miss moment she like had a couple of lines and then she was done that was it cool let's move on with the episode i feel this episode would have been promoted the hell out of that this is the eve episode
1: of third watch grammy award winner eve stars in a new third watch nbc next monday because
0: out of that outside of that what is the main point of this episode the big Scaffolding collapse. It truly doesn't happen until the last bit of the episode, and even
1: then, it's over and done within like eight minutes. So, like, and that's another th- ha- that's another thing. Had that been, it is a reflection of classic third watch. But if that episode had been a few seasons ago, that would have been the overriding theme of the episode: the scaffolding collapse. Yeah,
0: and like it sounds like I'm complaining about this episode because I like this episode. I keep saying I like this episode, but I just, I just, this is a big detriment to this episode that I just feel. That they're right now relying on star power to come in and bring in, like, let's get even. Like, she's going to bring up the ratings. And it's it's kind of comparable in a way to uh when we did Nip Tuck, the fact that season four of Nip Tuck was very reliant on big-name celebrity guests. The difference is season four of Nip Tuck was brilliant, and every single usage of celebrities worked. Even the minor sort of people that were in for one episode, they still did it in a way that it worked, and you didn't feel wasted. And just... Just watch this episode and don't think this is Eve. It just It's a pointless, pointless character. It's only based purely around the fact she's Eve. So, yeah. yeah. I reckon they tried to get I Gwen guess, Stefani, yeah. but they couldn't get her, so they went for Eve.
1: <laughs> well, well... It would have, well, they could have done a live performance of Let Me Do You, uh, uh, sorry, do you? Let oh. Me Blow Your Mind. No, let, let me blow, sorry. Didn't quite let hear that part, part of the they song. Could have, they could have done a live, they could have done a live performance of Let Me Blow Your Mind in the Firehouse. Who knows? Yeah, that was
0: Doc and Joy a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: well, actually, yeah, it was. Never mind.
0: Yeah, so. But, because anyway, we've, we've kind of just got this little bit here now where we've got, uh, We've kind of seen Eve redeeming herself with Doc, you know, she's done a few good things, but now we're in a house where essentially this fourteen year old girl is sick and uh, she's been she's got what three sexual partners and her mum believes she can't three or get four, pregnant yeah. can't get pregnant because she's fourteen. So which Eve snaps, are you stupid? Like what the hell's going on? Like Well, in fairness in fairness that is a valid question. Absolutely. Like hundred percent it's a valid point, but again,
1: it's not up to a paramedic to be so rude and blunt about it like oh right i'm I'm not disagreeing I, i'm not disagreeing i'm saying that is a valid that is a valid point and she says to doc later i'm skipping ahead but she says to doc later you know no one's around to tell no one's no one's around to tell that girl that uh, you know no one ever had the talk with that with that girl or whatever it is she says and i mean I mean, I mean, we were both in. Well, I don't know what I don't know what you call it, but I don't know what Australians call it. But we were both in high school at one time. We all knew that one person who likely never had the talk and therefore didn't know the safety measures and stuff like that, and ended up pregnant at like or or fathering a child at or at like fourteen years old. You know, before they were even ready to do it.
0: I went to an all boys school, so no one was pregnant at my school. But
1: <laughs> you did okay. say fathering
0: well, a child, so um. yeah. Well, so
1: what? So what's? So what is the Australian equivalent to high school in the US? High school. Now
0: that we mentioned, yeah, <laughs> it is called oh, high school, okay. but it, I think the difference okay. is it is it's called different, high school. Okay, it's different grading. So, like, um I mean, even in Tasmania where I grew up, it's it's different. So, you know, primary school for us is kinder to year six. High school is year seven to ten, and then we have a thing called college in Tasmania, which is eleven and twelve, or it can be thirteen if you want to go on, and then you have university. So. Um whereas okay. in a lot of the mainland schools it's um kinder to year six is primary school and then high school's year seven to twelve. So um and then there are some schools like private schools in particular that you can go from kinder through to year twelve. So um oh, yeah. It's different states, different things, but for the most part, high school in most of Australia is year seven to twelve. So that's kinda
1: of how okay. it generally works. Okay, and all right, I got you. And something else, you know, I remember a few years ago, some, some, friend, some friends of mine and I, we were having a pretty good discussion about this kind of thing. Um, and somebody even... Somebody said... It was the debate of... And you'll see where I'm going with this, I'm sure, when we get back to what Eve says to Doc um, after this call. But it was about sex education in school and whether or not it should be a thing. And one of my friends... I mean, personally, I'm all in favor of it. But um, one of my friends said something in response to a friend of mine who didn't like that idea. She said, "Well, in all," she was like, "Well, in my experience, if a lot of parents had it their own had it their own way, their kids would never know what sex is." Look, and
0: it's it's, it's a, definitely a, a wide ranging conversation that could be had in length on other shows, and I think it's yeah it's definitely something which I believe it, it definitely, it comes down to your values and how you're raised and parents' beliefs and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think well,
1: clearly this mom's, this mom's beliefs are not helping her daughter.
0: And I think like, it's, it's, it's this is getting going back to my point of like, what is the point of this Eve storyline? Like, yeah, we get a snapping at a patient and kind of this, but, like, it's not something we haven't seen Carlos do before. So it's kind of like, well, what is being added to this whole thing in general? So, eh. I mean, it, it's, you know what it reminds you of? It kind of reminds you of um the, the season six one with the fireman with uh, the actor dude who kind of comes in. But that's done better because, A, that dude who's playing the former actor is not a famous actor, and, B, it's kind of done in a way where... It's, it's interesting whereas this it's like outside of her being eve like what do you remember from this storyline what does this bring to third Watch? nothing so um but we love you eve i guess let you. me blow your mind shake your asses raise your glasses um i can't say asses and glasses in my accent we would say asses and glasses so um it just sounds weird yeah if i say shake your asses raise your glasses
1: they screwed up um, like you're having hot flashes. Flashes.
0: <laughs> 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 Listen to me, baby, relax and start parson. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, that's what we're talking about, third watch. So, uh, she's 14-year-old, she's possibly pregnant, good for her. Not good for her. She should use a condom. But uh, we then moved to... I don't think she even knew
1: what a condom was.
0: We moved to, I guess, uh, I mean, this is a weird episode where, like, there's so many major things at the same time, but I guess the one that sets up stuff moving forward, which actually has relevance to moving forward, is we show up to a scene where a girl has hurt her wrist and they're, I guess, 16-year-old girls, they're high school girls, and the thing that i guess again going back to that point how this would not work in 2018 is when carlos gets out and he's like damn where were these girls when i was in high school to which kim yes, is like that, in that kindergarten. would not fly like this is a what is he like 25 26 carlos at this point he's essentially thereabouts perving on underage girls uh there is no way around not saying what it is and this is where like you know how there's that big thing right now about how people are watching Friends, and millennials are complaining about how Friends is sexist and how it's homophobic, and like they're essentially nitpicking the hell out of shows every
1: po- every po- every possible thing.
0: Which which essentially—that's a whole other kettle of fish. Can you imagine a millennial watching this whole storyline unfold out? Which is coming down to the fact that we need to believe that Carlos is innocent, and again, we know Carlos is innocent. We're about to see what happens. It's purely an accident, but Carlos gets out of the ambulance and says, "Damn, where were these girls when I was in high school?" To which there is no way anybody is going to be on his side and give him sympathy in 2018 if this is a storyline. No. Nope. So this is the world we live in. For and look, I'm not. This is a whole other debate thing, but like. I don't know how we can even talk about that in the fact that it's not right that he gets out of the car to say, damn, where were these girls when I was in high school? It's not appropriate. Kim essentially no, shuts it him down by saying they were in kindergarten. And maybe this is a good thing by 2018 standards that this is something that men, women, anybody shouldn't be saying. It's We've educated ourselves and moved forward. But on the whole grand scheme of this storyline about feeling sympathy for a man who is falsely accused of sexual assault, we ain't feeling sorry for him. And I'm not bringing, I'm not, I'm not opening a can of worms here by bringing this into a conversation. But in the terms of recording this, we live in a world where we've just had lots and lots of debate in the last few weeks about accusations, who's right, who's wrong, and implications that that brings out of the final solution. So yeah. The end. I'm not oh, bringing that yep, into I, it.
1: <laughs> yeah, are you, oh, there's some, there's some shit about that going on in, in your neck of the woods I, too. I know,
0: i I know the Brett Kavanaugh storyline. Like, I, I, don't, okay. yeah, it, it does reach Australia and I watch American things. But anyway, just saying, this storyline is different. But it starts off with that. They basically get this girl. They're going to have to take her back in the ambulance. Um, we also now have, Doc going off at Eve for what, uh, is happening. She said. Yeah, what she said. That's kind of just a minor thing. So this is then the big scene here where essentially going back to what we were just saying with Carlos. We're in the back of the ambulance. Carlos is putting a sling on her. In the process of putting the sling on this girl, he moves his arm essentially to put it under her arm. And in the process, his arm accidentally grazes her breast. To which we obviously see her react to so like, "Hey, like, what are you doing?" And To which he's like, "Oh, well, I'm sorry." And look, you got to see in this scene, which is like, a, it's all acted. It's very well acted between this young yes. girl and, and Anthony Reaver, and it's kind of you can see from the get-go how a this girl might have assumed that that's what he's done, and b how Carlos hasn't perhaps reacted properly and obviously it's going to open up things in regards to like should he be left alone with a girl in the back and all this sort of stuff and it all brings into the character of carlos and putting all things aside that we've just said about this not working in 2018 and how it's done differently how you not feel sympathy for him all this sort of stuff you've got to at least admit that this is actually and you've you mentioned it before that this is something that you felt was always going to come with carlos and i think what he's done really well with this storyline is that the audience kind of does question it a little bit because we know what Carlos is like, even though we know he's innocent. You kind of, I feel like Kim is like the audience in this storyline because Kim knows Carlos Kim obviously understands what he's like, and you can understand why Kim would be conflicted, because she didn't see what happened. But she knows him as a person, but she also knows that he's also a bit of a sexist, sleazy sleazy guy. So it's kind of a, it's it's an intriguing storyline, because as much as you're also questioning it, you also know that he's innocent. So you are also feeling that sympathy, which again, back to my point, you wouldn't in 2018. But it's just a very well-written storyline that's and they, my point and they
1: wouldn't sh- they wouldn't make it look like an accident in 2018 either.
0: Yeah, and I think can it, I just say that? Yeah, true. And I think also the conclusion to this storyline which basically comes down to the fact that this girl cries wolf a lot, he wouldn't fly in 2018 because you're basically painting a, a long-term picture that girls cry sexual assault to get attention and that is a like a huge thing in 2018 that you would not portray on a TV show.
1: Nope. And if you I was gonna, I don't even know where I was going. I was gonna say, and if you did, you would su- and if you did, you would somehow try to justify it. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's a tricky one, but like, it's just, yeah. It uh, is. My point is, my point is, and I'm when it's saying that it's a well-written storyline, it's, it's done in a way with lots of layers. The onion argument, once again. So, um, I don't want to say it's ahead of its time, because it's not ahead of its time in the fact that- it really isn't. No, it's-
1: yeah i think i mean people- law and, law and order svu was also a pretty big show around this time too and it still is yeah and look
0: i've so never really gotten into svu a lot and obviously i understand that that's purely about sexual crimes so i'm sure that this is a storyline that is constant in that show about the he said she oh, yes said. and i'm sure they've had storylines where she has been the one who is innocent and is clearly you know been assaulted and i'm sure they've also had storylines where she has made up things and the man's the the victim and he's been you know it's a lie to get him into trouble yes
1: and yes there have been on both sides
0: it's a societal thing this is always going to be a thing sadly it's just and but as to point my thing out before that perhaps we're getting more educated we're getting too deep here Darville. essentially this is a big scene hey there's nothing wrong with that it's getting, Nothing along
1: with having those kind of discussions.
0: It, it's getting um Or this Or are you up.
1: saying we should save it for another podcast. No, no, I just I
0: think it's No uh, Yes, I'll say that. Yes. It's save it for another podcast. <laughs> ben and Darvell talk deep matters. Goodness me, I'm not allowed on that episode. <laughs> um So, we're now back to an old an elderly lady uh, with Bosco and Jokus and essentially Daryl has come in and has stolen some jewelry. This woman's like the sweetest woman in the world. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to hurt him. Probably just has a bit of a bump on his neck. Like, it's just so nice. <laughs> I love this woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, good comic relief. Yeah, good comic relief. And it kind of, it does set up. And this is again going back to the classic third watch feel of this episode. Uh, meanwhile, we're back at the hospital, we've got Proctor and this is where we first get the whole Carlos has been accused of sexual assault because Proctor says uh, Davis and Sully are there to file the report about a young girl accusing a uh, paramedic of sexual assault, and this is where we find out, boom, it's Carlos. And even here, you can tell straight away that this is dramatic, this is like, oh, my God, Carlos is a victim because you had that real tense, dramatic music. So it's kind of like straight away, like, boom, like, <gasps> no, not Carlos. Again, not happening in 2018. I mean, they, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Bosco and Jokic now. They have a bit of a conversation about the Emily situation. We don't need to go into that again. But they see the guy walking down the street who matches the description of the one who um stole jewelry. And I love kind of how they pull this guy up. And, you know, he's just like, Take it easy, I've got a headache. Um, and, you know, ultimately it's going to lead to him wanting to get medical attention, to which he does. Doc and Eve come up to the uh the police station to check up on him. Bosco checks out Eve a little bit, obviously he's a big fan of rap music or hip hop music or R and B music, whatever it's gonna called. Um, and then I do I do love Jokus here. Um when he's in the cage and basically uh he's she just yells at him like he's gotta have a lump on her head if he keeps blaming me <laughs> just like <Jokas. laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh. And then it gets even better. So essentially, Eve has to go out, take this, the guy who's stolen the jury out to the ambulance. Bosco has to escort her to the ambulance because he's handcuffed. As he's on the way out, he gets stopped at the desk by Swersky to sign some forms. Now, he does not tell Eve that she has to wait there with the perp. She doesn't know any difference, so she walks him outside of the ambulance. The best bit about this whole scene is when Swersky's there, like, talking to him. And he's like, what's that on your face? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, that, there on your face. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like that. And he's like, it's called anti-crime. <laughs> because he started to grow a bit of fuzz on his face. <laughs> oh, it's oh, so man. funny. Meanwhile, poor Eve. Unlocks the ambulance, and the perp guy runs away. <laughs> so... Yep. <laughs> um, bit of fun going on there. Meanwhile, Carlos and Kim arrive back at the firehouse. Davis wants to talk to him, and this is where he tells uh, Carlos that this is what's happened. He's been accused, and there's detectives, and there's going to be a case. And you can sort of tell on Kim's face that um she's a little bit sceptical here. Like, she doesn't know what to think. So... I'm lumping a lot of scenes in here, Doug. By all means, please step in and talk if you, if I'm, if you want to say something. <laughs> well, no, not yet. That's fine. Good. Cause I like talking. So, uh, Bosco comes out. Uh, Eve admits that he's gone. We find out they're going to get 30 days without pay, uh, because they lost his prisoner. Um, yep. and yeah. And then Carlos, meanwhile, has a bit of a conversation with Kim and, He's obviously, you know, saying he's innocent and kind of like, don't people know what type of person I am? You can tell Kim's feeling obviously very
1: uneasy. Yeah. I mean, it's I. I kind of thought it was like Kim's way of saying, uh, "Yeah, we know what kind of person." That's another thing. These days, it would be. These days, it would be Kim saying, "Yeah, we know. Ex- we know what. Yeah, we know what kind of person you are." Yeah, and that's exactly why. This, that, and the other thing. I don't know what she would have said.
0: And another thing, too, and maybe this is stuff we'll talk about a little bit more as we kind of develop in the storyline, but there's no way Carlos' reputation bounces back from that in 2018. Once he's accused, that sticks, he's done, he's out. Like that, there's no bouncing back from that. Even
1: if he, even if he is, even though he is, as we know, even though he is innocent. Yeah, and there's no way he's going to.
0: and, And by, by saying that, like, I'm not trying to imply that, um, I don't know what I'm trying to imply, but I'm just saying that, I guess, in this day and age, that even people who perhaps are innocent or can't be proven otherwise it's it's going to they're stick they're still fucked yeah like and look I'm not I I'm trying to be careful the way I word that but it is it's just how it works yeah. today um So, yeah, that's, again, something we can talk about a little bit more as it further gets on. We've kind of got a few Mm -hmm. scenes intersecting here. I guess we've got, you know, Doc going off at Eve and Eve's basically saying, like, I said, I'm sorry. What more can I do? And then we've got Bosco and Yoko sort of saying, like, I can't afford 30 days without pay. And then, like, he realises he's in handcuffs. And so, hey, Bosco's like, oh, damn, I paid $50 for those handcuffs. And Yoko's like, $50? Like, they're nickel. It's (laughs) Uh, anti-crime.
1: Yeah. When he said that, I was thinking, what the hell were you doing with nickel-plated handcuffs, <laughs> and wh- why do you need a certain type of handcuffs for anti-crime? anti-crime? I, I mean, won't I mean any kind of handcuff will? I mean, they're the same size. They're designed the same way. They'll all fit on the perp's wrists. So why do you need nickel plated ones?
0: You know Darvel that he could always, um, you know, go back and get his money back, and or at least try and get his nickel back. Um, how the hell we ended up like this? Uh, bad joke. That's a fail. Um, and once again, the randomness of the Eve storyline because we've got Doc and Eve showing up and a guy who has been shot and he's dead, and they basically say sorry. So I was like, okay. So, I mean, like, the overlining point, I'm guessing, of Eve, and I guess maybe the message here of this, is that people who have seen combat and have worked in Afghanistan and stuff like that, who work in active war zones, you know, we kind of have that line at the end where Eve was like, you know, I thought it was bad in Afghanistan, you know, and then Doc's basically like, well, it's a war zone here too. So I guess overlying, is that there's a bit of a theme there that, you know, Paramedics see just as bad stuff as they do in war, if not sometimes worse. So, um, I guess that's maybe the theme that you could argue. But, um, again, Eve, it's just, it's built around Eve. Um, so this is where we kind of now get our, um, our big scene with the unions and the, the guys falling off the scaffolding and everything. So, um, Sully and Davis have been called back out to this scene. There's rocks being thrown and all the scaffolding starts to collapse. And I mean, look, it's, it's fine. It's, it's kind of a big thing. Um, it's, you, you start to really feel though, kind of going back a few weeks ago when the, you know, we had explosions going off, sort of like in Firestarter, like you yeah. kind of analyze what we've had this season. We've had crash and burn where we've had cars flipping left, right and center going everywhere. You know, we've had um, gun shootouts going on in Ladies' Day. We've had blow ups going on in the bank, uh, the, the supermarket. And now we've got a big scaffolding collapse. So they're kind of going all out in the stunt budget this season. This is why I feel maybe we don't have a purely firefighter episode this
1: season. Um, which, I'm again, I'm
0: pretty sure we don't, I'm,
1: do we? Um, yeah, because well, uh, no, we don't. Because they're blowing all their money on these elaborate stunts.
0: And let's be honest too, they're going to spend a lot of money on fake snow in about two weeks. What a waste of money that was. So um, (laughs) I think that they're going all out here on the stunts. But, I mean, it looks fine. Like, you know, we've got guys being impaled. We've got people falling off the roof and all this sort of stuff. And it's again, classic third watch and the fact that this is kind of stuff we had a lot in season one but not to this extent. We kind of had just other sort of, we don't necessarily see that. There's a kind of a difference for you that we haven't really talked about. Like, it's maybe the Jaws argument. Like, you think about the first Jaws. Like, you don't see the shark until a certain point, and half the reason why it's scary is because you don't see the bloody shark. And the big reveal is like, holy crap, that's the shark. Ah. Whereas, like, season one, season two, third watch, we have these accidents. Like, there's a big bus crash. We don't see the buses crash into each other. We just show up to the aftermath, and it still has the same effect. Um, you know, whereas yep. now, they've got to go out of their way to show the bus crash. So I think... And it kind kinda of takes the excitement out of it. Well, it... it, it it does, and I think kind of there's a suffraginess in the storyline where, in storytelling where it's not always about showing what happens, it's kind of implying yes. what happens. Like, think about how good we talked about September 10th and, you know, the 9-11 storyline. In no way do we ever see a plane fly into a building. We don't need to. We know the emotional and the, the huge effect that it had on these people. We don't, we don't ever see the pile. We don't ever see them specifically at ground zero. So, this is where... Well, we know
1: that's where they are because they talk about it all the
0: time. Yeah. So, this is where the differences are, and this is what you're going to start seeing a lot more in this show moving forward, is that you have to see this scaffolding. Like, why not just make it so they show up, we've got a scaffolding collapse, and you don't see it collapse. You don't need to.
1: Yep. A few so, seasons ago that's what you would have seen
0: yeah but i mean again that's not taking away, saw, I, I feel like i'm complaining a lot more about this episode than i should be I, I like this episode people um but we i do i do like the bit where they're trying to get to the one guy who's buried by the rubble and they're basically saying to him like you know oh yeah you know how did you get this job it's like oh my brother hooked me up and it's like oh that's that's a hell of a you know a dinner conversation or whatever and it's like you know conversation i'm going to kick his ass <laughs> like, just- <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. is it. Um, we then cut to our guy in handcuffs. They finally find him and kind of Yokus gets out and says, like, do you know that we are authorized to shoot prisoners who escape, you know, no matter what their first crime is. And this kind of obviously ties into Yokus removing the gun from the holster and kind of going back to the Emily question, not realizing that she's doing. So, um, yeah, that's basically how they do it. Um, and then we have more of the rescue. I mean, realistically, all that's going to happen with this rescue scene is that, um, Jimmy has his one thing to do this episode with Taylor. They kind of work their way yep. to go up and get the guys impaled and he's on one of the poles. Uh, we've got angry Irishmen coming in and yelling at them, You don't let me get my brother out! Um, <laughs> just basically be angry because why not? Um, and sally has got to have a bit of conflict there by protecting his mob. And, yeah, that's basically what happens. They get them out, and it's a happily ever after they're luckily the Irish, I guess can we say that? um, <laughs> yeah, you know it's I mean yeah, it's, we can. It's really been since crash and burn that we've seen Jimmy
1: do much, isn't it, like besides eat bowls, yeah, and, and that works out. and and that we've had a good and it's, it's also been a while since we've had a good rescue scene, but
0: even then, I feel like. Oh, it's just... I don't think it's ever annoyed me as much as it is right now that Jimmy and Taylor and, like, the fire people are just getting ignored. Like, I know it's happening. It's not like this is a shock to me. But, like, i I guess through these recaps, I've really started to appreciate Jimmy and the firefighters so much more than I ever have. And... I, it just annoys yeah. me that Jimmy's just getting shunted. So how does he last? Like kind of another whole. I mean, from this point on, he what leaves halfway through season five. Spoiler alert! So he's kind of still here
1: for another yeah, whole season. Yeah, he, he leaves. Way. He leaves at the end of at the end of episode thirteen of season five.
0: I always, for some reason, feel as though that the paramedics and firefighters get so much shafted in five, and I, I just forget that they get so much shafted in four. And even then, like you know, Doc and Carlos are getting screen time. Doc and Carlos are getting storylines, but Kim is getting ignored. Like. Has Kim had anything to do this season? What has Kim done this season? Not really much. We are 11 episodes in, and name me one actual storyline that Kim has had this season.
1: I can't. It doesn't exist. Like,
0: Kim has not... Like, even Taylor got hit by a car, all right? Jimmy had sex with a woman and was on a motorbike crash. Kim has not had a storyline this season. (laughs) Admittedly, she gets one at the end of the season, fair enough. But, like... (laughs) Right now, Kim's got nothing to do. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Hashtag Kim goes nowhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> For now, anyway. Oh, I like it. I like it. So, I mean, do you have anything to add about the whole rescue and the things? I really don't think there's a whole lot really we need to talk about. No,
1: there there really isn't much to say there.
0: Yeah. So, obviously, right now, from this point on, we're going to be gelling around a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, Sully, uh, sorry, Bosco and Yokus bring back the perp and... Kind of you know, like oh yeah we, we got a call about a guy, and Hank I like, oh, that's a huge coincidence, uh Lou um, so obviously again, classic third watch kind of a bit of comedy mixed in with everything there, I like it, so uh it kind of works um through all of this, you know it's been a while since we've had uh it's been a while since we've had a montage, so let's throw in a montage, of course, we have to have one, which gonna say not the worst montage, like kind of works. Um, great song. Clocks by Coldplay. Good song. Um, and we kind of get a scene of a baby dying, which in itself is a. Usually kids and babies generally survive. So this is, again, what's the a point baby of this? I guess dying
1: it's. Oh, is that the. Is that the one where. Is that the one where. Where, uh, they're in the. Where they're in the ambulance and. And. Uh. Eve is saying. Uh. uh Doc is saying. You know, he he he's dead and eve says well then what why do we well then why are why do we yeah keep the parents going? Yeah, or something so it's, like it's,
0: that. it's a small baby and it's obviously died of sid so and that's when we've got the clock Cold oh song. yes yes um so that's kind of there and i guess again going back to what i was saying it's ultimately the ad- to add eve's realization that hey working in the streets in york is just as bad as afghanistan apparently um we also get a quick uh, one thing I will add actually about the whole rescue situation, which I think is important, is just the, the one guy who's obviously calls up his wife and kind of, you know, just the way it sort of ties him with Sully, you know, the way, uh, he's basically like, oh, you know, I don't want to leave the last thing I said to her as a bad thing. I want to solve it, you know, and obviously Sully's feeling a little bit, uh, a little bit bad about it. Um, so, you know, he's kind of just playing along that he's got a wife and everything. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, that's kind of how it works. Uh, where else?
1: Yeah, but and then, and then the the convo with the convo with Doc and Eve when she when she you know realizes that you know hey may, maybe this isn't for me. Um, where where she asks Doc, you know, you know, do you care? Like, yeah. do you care at all? And he's and he's like. You know, there's nothing wrong with caring, but when you, but when you, uh.
0: Get too emotionally invested in the things you start, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, you, you, you won't, you won't make it in this job. Which, which again,
0: Um, just to shit a little bit more on this storyline, we've heard this before. This is not new information. We've heard Dot say this to Carlos. Uh, we've heard Sally say it to Davis. So again, it's like. Let's let's just be honest. The only reason this episode exists with Eve in it is so Eve can add it to a showreel to try and get better acting gigs. Um, so like that's <laughs> essentially what this turned out. And let's 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 yeah. have, if you wanna have a quick read of Eve's great filmography post third watch. Um she was in yeah, Charlie's Angels ahead. Full Throttle as herself. She was in a movie called The Woodsman playing Mary Kay. She was in Barbershop Two, back in business, The Cookout, Flashbacks for a Fool. She was in a documentary where she played herself. Called Good Hair. She was in Whip It. She was in 4321. She was in a documentary called Gumball 3000 LDN2NYC. She's played herself a lot. So clearly the acting didn't really work that out. She was in her own sitcom called Eve.
1: Um, I I vaguely remember that. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Not very well at all, but I I vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember it.
0: She was in two episodes of Glee um good for her um,
1: so. yeah. but yeah, yeah that that um that conversation on a personal note it actually reminded me of a conversation that i had with with a friend of mine a few weeks ago mm. about uh you know emotional involvement in the job- in in a job like that and stuff like that well um well yeah uh, her her uh her son who is a who is a a sheriff's deputy was really good friends with a couple of sheriff's deputies who were killed in the line of duty and he actually I don't think he witnessed it but he saw the after effects and it really really tore him up and it did um, but heather that's that's my friend uh, she was telling me that that you know you know you have to compartmentalize you have to compartmentalize it you know that kind of thing otherwise you're not going to last and of course I was still stuck on this whole thing of or are you saying you can't are you saying you can't feel? Are you saying you can't feel? And a friend of mine who's a, who was a who is a nurse, another friend of mine, she was there at the time, um, and she said and and they both kind of said to me, Look, we're not saying you can't you can't feel. We're not saying it's impossible for something like that to affect you. What we're saying is find a time to allow yourself to let it out. You cannot let it out you cannot show your emotions right there in the thick of things.
0: And, like, I'm not taking away from any of that. Like any of you said, is that is just, it's fascinating, it's engaging, and I, for one, would love to talk to someone like that about it and just hear that from, a, like, a real perspective outside of, of oh, yeah. drama shows. I just, my point, I guess, at the end of the day is that we had a lot of this in season one. It was done so well in season one it's just not new stuff that we, I feel need to cover again, particularly with a new right. character that we just are never going to see again. And it's just, it's just random and it's kind of just there. So, eh, like again, not taking away from anything you just said. Um, but it's, it's just, it's just there. Um, before, before I end the episode in terms of what happens at the end with it, um, the one thing I'll add is that I I've, I've got to mention that with Sully and Davis had that brief conversation about how uh Davis uh, is being questioned by Sully about like, oh I so I just got let off the hook. You know, I wonder how I got that done, you know, and sort of you know, Davis is playing a bit dumb, obviously he doesn't want to admit that he kind of helped out. But no, I guess but Sully knows. Yeah. Or I mean, he he suspects it. The end of this episode though is quite dramatic because it essentially ends in the arrest of Carlos as uh Doc sort of has asked the question before to Carlos and Doc. uh, Carlos has lied saying he doesn't know what, uh, the, the department wants or personnel wants from him. And then this is where he finds out straight away because the detectives from sex crimes arrest him for the alleged assault. And, uh, he's and taken Doc away. is
1: probably there. And Doc is probably there like, what?
0: And the look on Doc's face is just in a pure, pure shock. So, and this is again, what is intriguing about this storyline is in the coming weeks, you know, I, I guess, this is where one of these storylines is, you assume all of all his co-workers are going to be on his side and they're going to back him up. But this is where people are like, well, Carlos is a bit of
1: a dick, so this maybe Which, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, although, I mean, and like I said, yeah he, yeah, he is. He is a bit of a dick and in some ways he is creepy. But.
0: Which there is, a, and again, sometimes there isn't a difference, but there is also a difference sometimes of verbalising sexist comments and being that way which again I'm not excusing that and then physically doing something and again sometimes there isn't a line sometimes people don't know the difference and they do both but then there are also people who do one and not the other and neither is excusable but just yeah that's it is what it is so that is second chances we've had some deep stuff to talk about this episode but we've gotten through it we've gotten through Eve
1: whoop-de-frickin-do um (laughs) i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a high i'm gonna give it a high rent oh
0: okay high rent boom all right first rent in a couple of weeks there darvel so uh there you go i feel this is the very first time in the history of this program and I would be wrong, because you did it in Kim's Hope Chest. Never mind. I was about to say this is the first time that I've ever, bu- I've ever bought something and you've rented something. Uh, I'm going to buy it. I do enjoy this episode, despite the fact that I ripped a lot of shit into this episode. Um I just think that it's got a lot of classicness to it that feels good. And I like the fact that this feels like a classic third watch episode. So that's why I'm ranking it as a buy for me. Um And that kind of gets it over the line, out of the yellow into the green. Uh, I will say that on the grand scheme of ratings, I have this at 48th out of 77 episodes so far. Uh, I have this just above Responsible Parties and just below Anywhere But Here. So, there you go. Darvel. Alright.
1: Yes. Uh, next week, it's not Snowblind. Thank the freaking no, Lord. No, next week is Castles of Sand. Then the week after that is Snowblind.
0: Don't remind me. Don't
1: remind me. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> you're
1: gonna have to deal with it eventually.
0: Uh, so we've got a lot to deal with, uh, Carlos and kind of the situation
1: with uh, Nicole is the girl's name who yes. uh, has a accused... and can I and I'll say this, I'll say this right now, and we can expand on that next week. But him going to visit her after that, not the smartest fucking idea.
0: Yeah, no, we'll we'll definitely cover that. Um, we get a bit of a
1: a storyline about lesbians in a way <laughs> um oh yeah 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 that that was that episode i thought that was this episode when i watched it
0: i thought we've already had that episode like i'm
1: thinking no, haven't
0: no. we already had that episode um we do get a bit of a jimmy storyline it's a comedic
1: jimmy storyline oh wait, we get a jimmy oh story that's where, oh that's where this <laughs> That's where that is. I couldn't remember which episode I couldn't remember which season four episode that sto- that little storyline was in. But oh my god, that was hysterical.
0: And we apparently dig up the old storyline of Carlos wanting to be a doctor because hey, let's remember that storyline. It just seems to be forgotten about, but it's back again. So yeah, um, it's. I mean, it's a decent episode. I, I'll admit, at the time of recording this, I haven't watched it. re rewatched it yet. Um, but you know. All I know is that it's um the last good episode we'll have at least, well at least sorry, the last not worst episode of third watch ever that we'll have for <laughs> for a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> um, yes, anyway. Uh anything else you would like to add at this point before we wrap it up, my good friend Darvell?
1: Um not at the moment, my good friend Ben.
0: Well, right now, all our good friends listening can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, and all the relevant podcast channels. Leave us some feedback, and uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, show
1: us you actually are our good friends.
0: They're all our good friends. Come on, now. Let's not be mean. (laughs) Everyone's our good friends. I'm joking. Um, But we do appreciate all our good friends listening. Yes, we do. just everything else along the line so thank you very much for tuning in uh but until next week my name is ben and it took a while to get here and i'm going to take my time don't fight that good shit in your ear now let me blow your mind
1: (laughs) how do i follow that oh just my usual my name's darvel and We will see you next week. Not a good way to follow that, but oh well. See you next week, guys. Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes
0: delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.